Hello kings and queens and in-between sinner saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another worth, full of worthwhile, worthful information episode of Yash Jesus! I'm Daniel Franzese, and as always, I'm here with my we're not worthy best friend. <laughs> Azariah from the south and worth a lot. South worth. <laughs> oh snap, there was worth in his name. I didn't even think <laughs> of that. Uh, because here at Yash Jesus, we believe... That there's worth in my game too, and you are worth so much more than birds and flowers. And we're here to give you your flowers. Yes, That's right. We're going to shower you in daisies and petunias. Oh, good smelling ones. And hydrangeas. Lavender. And tulips. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of <laughs> tulips, you're going to hear some queer Christian news come out of my lips right now. Has he? This one comes to us from Queerty, but it also comes to us via the beauty of social media. This is the story of Reverend Daniel. Oh, man. Uh, that was actually just, sorry, that was a trigger because they used to call me Reverend Daniel when I'd hand out tracks Ooh. at like the carnival. <laughs> They'd be like, hey, Reverend Daniel, like, you know, in middle school. Oh, boy. So I'm, I'm so already sorry. invested in this story. This is the story of Reverend Daniel, a gay Anglican priest in Canada. He shared some screenshots of a stranger who slid into his DMs to share his personal thoughts and feelings about gay clergy members. Oh, they love to slide in the DMs. <laughs> I'm going to let you know a thing or two, young man. Seriously. And like their like avatar is just like a polar bear. You know what would make this fun? A dramatic gay <gasps> reading. Uh, you know I love those. <laughs> oh, a dramatic gay reading? Those are my favorite kinds of dramatic readings. Okay. I'll play the part of the angry stranger because, you know, I'm good at anger. Uh -huh. And you get to be Daniel okay. or, you know, oh, Reverend Daniel. Yes. Oh my God. I'm playing a version of myself. I aspire to be Reverend Daniel. I, this, is, look, this is the prophecy come true. Let's go. Okay. Here we go. WTF. How can someone who has sex with men teach people about the Bible? Uh, sex with men? The reports of my sex life have been greatly exaggerated. <laughs> Even one man is a sin. <laughs> you must know my ex. You can't teach the word of God while having sex with men. Are you speaking from experience? Personally, I've never tried doing them at the same time, but I suppose if your camera was stable enough and your partner quiet enough and the people in your study group didn't mind, <laughs> you get the gist. I don't understand all the people so deceived by you. As a Christian, I would never follow you. As a Christian, you're supposed to be following Jesus. At least I don't f dudes. On behalf of every gay man on earth, thank you. F you. Oh, you just said you wouldn't. You're sending a lot of mixed signals here. And that, my dear, was a dramatic reading with Reverend Daniel and an angry <laughs> Of the DMs. So that was the DMs? That was the DMs. Those were the actual that was DMs. The word by word. Word by word, he shared screenshots on his Twitter, <laughs> at Rev Daniel, with a note that says, he finally sent me a clear <laughs> signal. Well done, Reverend Daniel. Da, da, da. 
Uh, I apologize for any affectation I put on your voice, but I was having a dramatic moment. <laughs> um, but we are very thrilled about that. See, that's how you that's how you do it. That's when the church library is open, <laughs> as the article in Queer Tea Head said. Okay, well, listen, I love a little sass, don't you, Azzy? I sure do. You know it. We love a little sass, but something else we love so much more is some praise. We love to hallelujah yes, around ma'am. here. Believe me, we're always talking about what we're grateful for. We're always trying to look and have the attitude of gratitude. And that is exactly what a praise report's about. If you've got something you're super grateful for, let us know and we'll be grateful along with you. But if you have a little something that is heavy on your chest, if you need some advice, if you feel like something is weighing on you, if you feel like, am I alone in this? And you need a little extra prayer, then you could come to us. You can come to us and give us a prayer request and we will add you to our daily prayer. And we will also ask our listeners to pray for you. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. Uh, This one's from Kylo. Kylo says, pray for me and my boyfriend that we will be all right and safe. Uh, That is a strong prayer. We believe in specific prayer, Kylo. And to say that you'll be all right and to say that you'll be safe, you're asking for these things. And in Jesus' name, you will get them. We will keep praying for you um, and ask everyone uh, to also pray for you and your boyfriend. Uh, But we have a praise report, Azzy. Tell us about this. What are we hallelujahing about? Today, the hallelujah comes to us from D. He says, just a little note to say thank you for this week's episode on being fishers of men. Dating and men, am I right? Are both the best am I right? and worst parts <laughs> of being gay. Thinking of it all as fishing was a godsend, an apt metaphor that encourages us to learn to enjoy the activity of it just as much, perhaps even more, than any predetermined outcome we might have in mind. Amen. I love that sentiment to that idea. I've also been thinking since your conversation about the fish Christ surround himself with, and none of them, as far as we know, were coupled, though I do hope they kept each other warm on those cold desert nights. (laughs) Maybe we put too much pressure on ourselves, and the church certainly does this, to be coupled, often at the expense of living in community with a school of fish. Perhaps a single fish can't give us everything we need, but instead, that gaggle can. Anyway, (laughs) thank you for your wisdom and love always. And Danny, I'm just a little goldfish looking for a clownfish, in the words of St. Carly Rae. Call me, maybe. (laughs) Ah! Well, in the words of St. Carly Rae, I just met you, and this is crazy, but here's my number. I'm Danny Francesi. Okay. Oh, right. yeah, get it. <laughs> um, that is awesome. Thank you, D. Um, how do you feel about that? I love that um, energy coming off of mm-hmm. our uh, dating for fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, episode. I mean, I think I'm just a blowfish over here. Just <laughs> oh, indeed. Okay. No, I love um, that. D. Just to keep it aquatic, I'm going to bring it to another level. One time, I was in couples therapy with an ex mm-hmm. of mine, and the therapist said that when I was confronted about things that I might be wrong Mm -hmm. about that I cried like the way a squid inks. (laughs) I just was like, he was like, you're just crying. So I don't ask you that question anymore. (laughs) And I was like, I do do that. And I broke out of that. And now, you know, I found myself, I'm a fully evolved human. Okay. Um, But Hey, that was an awesome thing to praise about. I'm going to hallelujah about that. I'm glad that that metaphor got me because you got me back when you were saying about, 
enjoying the activity mm-hmm. of dating as you like enjoying the fishing of it. Sometimes it's not about what fish you take home. Sometimes it's just about, it's just fun to go out there and talk to mm-hmm. people and go out with your friends and flirt with other people and giggle and have memories. Yes, absolutely. I remember those days. Oh yes. Those days when you're allowed to go giggle with your <laughs> friends before you were betrothed. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll be right back with the scripture of the day. Hi, this is Flamey Grant, and you are listening to Yas Jesus. Ozzy, it's the scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. The scripture of the day. Yes, it's soul food. It's the scripture of the day. Luke 12, 27 through 28. Luke's the hottest name, and it's like Luke. In the What's Bible, up, I think, out of all of those later, biblical names. What's up, Luke? Daniel's a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> well, your boyfriend Luke says, Consider the lilies, how they grow. <laughs> they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow, is thrown into the oven, how much more? Will he clothe you, you of little faith? Yes! I love a Bible verse about being dressed <laughs> fabulously. Imagine the sequence, tons of sequins. <laughs> I see sequins as far as the eye can sequence. Lilies and sequins. Lilies don't get sequins. No, um, this is fabulous. I like this idea because it's true. I remember thinking one day I was like really bummed. This is a shady thing. I don't even care. But my roommate in college had abandoned my apartment when I had left it for the summer. Like someone else was subletting and everything was fine. But then I came back and the electric Mm. was off and there's maggots in the Mm. fridge and no air conditioning in the hottest summer on record in Florida where there were just fires combusting in orange groves. And it was horrible. Like literally the ash was coming down on top of the the streets wow. in front of me from these fires that were happening. It just felt like the world right. was ending at my young age, especially. And my Nana who had paid for my apartment while I was in college, just asked me for one thing, please, can I have my security deposit back? And I was like, you know, a college apartment ain't getting no security <laughs> deposit back. Like, I don't care who you were, but this abandoned one with magnets and furniture and, so I had to take on a lot of the responsibility of emptying this two-story, oh t- three-bedroom townhouse myself. Oh my gosh. And I was carrying big black bags full of garbage mm-hmm. to the garbage thing. And my my roommate was nowhere to be found. He won't answer his calls, disappeared, took whatever he wanted and left everything else behind. And I just was like, I was it was like the last seven bags I had to carry. And I was on the fourth one of those. And all of a sudden, I see him drive by. And he passes me. And he smiles and he waves and he's wearing my shirt. Shut your face. Like a shirt of mine that he took. No. And I'm like, where's he going? And I threw the bag out and then he was leaving on the way out again. Shut up. And he left. And I said, where did he go? And I went to the office. As it gets worse. I get to the office and there's a note on the door of the office from our apartment. And I open it up and it says, please send both security deposits to this address. The dude was going to take my security deposit as well. Wow. The thing that I was working so hard to maintain. Wow. 
Wow, 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 wow. Well, I had a breakdown and I sat on the stairs of one of my friend's apartment buildings and I just was like, I can't do it anymore. Lord, I'm broke. I'm broke down. I am like at the end and I was weeping. Um, I think I was 19, Mm -hmm. right? And I was weeping and my friend Lewis walked up to me and he was like, what's the matter? And I was like, this happened and that happened and blah, 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 and this and that. And then he's like, you're on your way to like, leave school right now you're wrapping up school so you could go and like go out into the world and do what god said you sent you to go do and he said look at those birds like those birds that are over there he's like they're eating aren't they right now he's like if god takes care of a bird how much more is he going to take care of Mm -hmm. his son don't forget that you are a child of Mm -hmm. god and that you are taking care of it and that sentiment which which brings me back to this luke where it says like if the grass is even clothed you're going to be clothed if the birds are fed you're going to be fed like when you feel like you're at your absolute lowest that's when you need god the most and believe me um it'll work out you know like and that's when i really felt times in my life i really felt god's presence i had all of that I say all seven of them glad bags then were dumped at the foot of Jesus. And I felt just like, you know what? Let me just get through this. And I did end up getting some of the security <laughs> deposit back after a lot of work and maybe a little bit of illegal dumping. I'm not proud of my past. I was 19. <laughs> uh, but, but I had to get rid of that couch you gotta, somewhere. You, you had to get um, Nana what now, she needed. Now it belongs to the... <laughs> Now it belongs to the nature, <laughs> that couch. Um, but yeah, it it was like that, you know? And I think that it's just like, now we're talking about keeping ourselves, you know, dressed beautifully. You know, today's episode um, here is about knowing and understanding and valuing your worth. You, at, at the ultimate, what are you worth to God? You're worth a billion, 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 a billion. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And beyond. Like, so your value is so high. So remember your worth here on earth. Ezra and I have been dealing with these moments in our Mm. personal life all the time. These moments where we've had to discover and then rediscover and then remember our own self-worth. Yep. We wanted to bring that up on the podcast because I think it can be really challenging for people to realize their value and their worth. I know it is for me. Yeah. Our culture tends not to value people. And Christian culture could be just as bad because if you don't have their values, then they won't <laughs> yeah. value you. One of the hardest things as an actor, a gig worker, anyone that's like gigging, like constantly mm-hmm. uh, check to check or, or a, 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 you know, art piece to art piece, anyone you have to be get, you have to get paid what mm-hmm. you're worth. You have to feel like you're getting what yeah. you're worth. Negotiation is such a pain. People make you feel greedy for asking what is a living wage and one that you know that you're worthy of. And it also depends. Like, it depends on what it is. You know, um, I put a lot of heart and energy into anything I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and even my, like, uh, uh, things that I'm a spokesperson for, like the big fig that we have mm-hmm. on the show. Like, I love that they're a yeah. part of us because I believe in yeah. that product. You I wouldn't really be doing do. something <laughs> if I didn't believe in something. You really do. You know? And I really do. And I think that that's the thing. It's like, that's how you know something has to have a worth and a value mm-hmm. to you when you put your name on something. My dad told me a long time ago, I remember I was drawing the letter F and it's literally in my name, Franzese, you know, so I was drawing the letter F and I was drawing it really messy. I was like in second mm-hmm. grade and he was like, son, that is on your name. Mm-hmm. And anything that you sign your name to needs to be perfect. If you put your name on the bottom of something, you need to be proud to stand up to that thing. And even in second grade, I kind of understood that lesson. That's a good lesson. It was a tough lesson because it probably came with a couple of smacks (laughs) on the back of my head too when when the F didn't turn out right. But my point is you have to know your worth and feel like you can 
know your value when your name is on something. Yeah, and in part of knowing your worth, and this was a really valuable lesson for me, was learning to not compare. You know that mm. there's that quote that uh, comparison is a joy thief. Comparison will steal your joy and it will make you feel less than and completely unworthy. And I really have to stop sometimes and remind myself, oh, okay, Azariah, recognize something. You are comparing yourself to this person that's probably been working on this aspect of themselves for a long time. And that's why they're able to be where they're at, you know? So take that lesson, yes, Jesuits. Do not compare and try to teach yourself to catch yourself in those moments of comparison because it will steal your joy and it will not help you build and recognize your worth. Azzy, there's a Baz Luhrmann song that I love so much called the sunscreen song. Are you familiar with oh, it? Oh, yes. You introduced me yes, to it. Yes, the one where he like gives you he gives you all of this advice. I must. I all of my close friends know how much this song really means to me. When it came out, um, I like literally like I remember me and two of my close friends pulled over on the side of the road and just wept as we listened to it because it was we were at that it was the time of my life I needed to hear it. But but um, everyone should just go listen to Baz Luhrmann's yes. Sunscreen song. But to, to your point, he says, "Don't waste time on jealousy." Sometimes you're ahead, sometimes you're behind. The race is long, and in the end, it's only with yourself. Mm. And to me, that always stuck with me because uh, you have to think the race is only against yourself. When you play Mario Kart, you can play the Ghost Trials, <laughs> where it's like you play you play one round, and then the next round, there's a ghost version of you that you have to be to kind of get better oh, at your I game. And yeah and the, to me that's something that i always think about when i'm thinking about my game like my just my life game my acting game my pod game whatever game we're talking about here i'm always trying to beat myself i'm like how do i you know um and when it comes to dating i'm always trying to beat myself <laughs> too no <laughs> no <laughs> but in actuality uh no but for real no <laughs> no period no the thing to me <laughs> the thing to me truly is like how much can i make it better like i just did uh 10 episodes of italian mom loves you in one week mm -hmm. 10, 10, 10 performances mm -hmm. that was the most performances i've ever done of a show i've done nine week shows in my youth but i've never done a 10 show 10 shows in a week and i was like challenging myself and i i actually felt like i could do three a day at some point and i was really trying to like push myself and and, and make myself grow it's like um that's the race the race is against me i'm not trying to beat every other one-man show that mm -hmm. ever happened but i'm trying to be my records how can i how far can i take myself yeah. that's right well let's spend some time today making you know that you are valuable and precious in God's sight and our sight as well, honey. We'll also give you some encouragement and maybe some tips on standing up for yourself. So first, just to ground us, did you know that there's a scripture passage that is all about your worth? That's right. Let's start with Matthew 10, 29 through 31. This is encouragement from Jesus to his own disciples, but it's also encouragement to us as well. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs of your head are all counted. Well, <laughs> that's easy for some people. So do not be afraid. You are more valuable than any sparrows. That's Azariah's translation. <laughs> Was that a read? Did you just read me? 
Did you shade me? Because I it's, huh. that's a fade, Azzy, okay? <laughs> my hair, my hair, I just have a fade. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> my God. You know, I have to say, like, when I was a little kid and I heard that every single hair on my head was counted for it, I, I marveled at that. I was like, wow. I was like, I can't believe it. Everyone, you know? And I'm like, why did, now I'm like, God, why did you take some from there and put some <laughs> over there? If you knew what was happening. <laughs> Take some from my you back. know, but this is affirming. You know, this reminds us that we're all worth more than the birds. <laughs> yeah, fucking birds. Yeah, damn bird. <laughs> no, <laughs> gotta be nice to a pigeon. You know, because pigeons, like pigeons, are just our old messages. Like since technology grew, pigeons are just a victim of technology. Mm-hmm. They're just like unanswered emails walking <laughs> around. Like, <laughs> be nice to birds. You know, but it does say that God also knows and counts the birds. Okay. God knows them and he cares for each one. Be nice to a pigeon. Yeah. As JB would say. <laughs> and one more Bible passage uh, just to keep this extra Bible themed. Let's do it. One more All right, Bible. This passage. comes from Luke 12, 22 through 31. It is Jesus telling. Such a hot name, Luke. <laughs> oh. Danny's horny. <laughs> it is Jesus telling Newsflash. his disciples to chillax. <laughs> Danny and Luke elope. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we're back in. Well, it is Jesus telling his disciples to chillax and not worry so much. But there are some great words of affirmation in there, and this came from our scripture of the day. So you've heard it before, but you're going to hear it again. <laughs> Therefore, an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what your body, what you will wear, for your life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn. And yet, God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? This is when Kanye West started really to go off the rails and make outfits that look like just birdseed wrappers. <laughs> like, this is where it's like oh, sacks Lord. of birdseeds. Yeah, once again, it's the birds. It all goes back to the dang birds. Jesus likes to talk about birds a lot, <laughs> didn't he? But I love that. I yes. do too. I'm always down to talk about a bird. Well, it keeps going. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow, is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not keep seeking what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying, for it is the nations of the world that seek all these things. And your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Let me tell you how much this meant to me. Like, this is it. Like, you know, just as he, like, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed that I work enough that I'm able to not have to worry about my rent or, you know, I have a car, I got like things I've got to be able to travel and be able to do things. There was a time in my life where I literally was like eating powdered hot cocoa mix to eat something solid because I had no food, you know? Like, and it's not lost on me. Like when I got down to like the bottom is when I trusted God the most. Like, especially if God gave you a gift, it's such an important message for the creative or the artist or the queer person, especially because we look at the world differently. 
to know that the gifts that you have that make you those things that make you that um that interesting odd creature um when when they're celebrated they can bring forth a, a revenue for you and a way to live god will feed you th- if you honor your art if you honor the light that's shined on you i truly believe it will mm-hmm. come like um and th- sometimes you know it's like oh what am i job that i've got to deal with all of this like over and over and over again like how many tests are you going to have to take like how many times am i going to have to go through this how mm-hmm. many times am i going to have six hundred dollars finally mm-hmm. and then two bills come mm-hmm. in that are yep. both seven like it's just like you just don't know how you're going to yeah. do it and it's important to know all of this that the, that um, if God takes care of the grass in and out, and He takes care of these birds, and He's taking care of all of these other things. Like you will be fed, you will be taken care of. Just have yeah. faith. Don't let it break you down. And I've always felt in the yin and the yang, or the up and the down, and the black and the white of it all about how when something is so bad in my life, when I'm like, oh damn, the devil busy. Like <laughs> this is like. Like, this is just it. This is like eight things at once. Like, what are you doing? And they always say God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle, which is also true. But you and but you still feel like, oh, wow, I'm right at the limit. Like, this cup can hold a certain amount of stuff that my drink has in here. But if it's all if it's all the way to the tippy top, I don't know if I could run with it. Right. You right. know, <laughs> like, it might, I might be able to hold it over right. the sink, you know. And sometimes it feels like so much pressure that you absolutely can't take it and you're at your tipping point and you're at your boiling point. But let me tell you something right around the corner is something so good, something so beautiful because the opposite of that low comes a high and it's life is really just about sticking through the lows to get to the highs and, and trying to find some way to stay in the middle a little bit sometimes. And when you're in those moments, just remember, just do the next right thing. That's all that you're required to do. Just do the next right thing. You may not be able to run right now, but just take the next step. And what you are seeking will find you. And the scripture says, seek his kingdom and these things will be given to you. You know, so just know that it's yours. It's your inheritance. It's your right. We heard that little passage from the scripture today, but it's worth repeating. The lilies are beautiful, but God is giving us more than the lilies. God is going to make us splendid, fashionable, (laughs) hot even. (laughs) And worrying doesn't help. And you have value just because God made you. You don't have to do anything, not a thing, to have value. You have value because you are a beloved child of God, one of God's own creations. I mean, forget a Banksy. You're like the most coveted piece of art, the most the most famous artist in all of the galaxies. God made you. <laughs> um, right. So now that you know you have value and worth, do you know what it's time to do? Get up, stand up, <laughs> stand up for That's your right. rights. That's right. <laughs> stand up for yourself. We'll say it again and again. God loves you and values you, but people can be crappy. Oh, yeah. It's up to you to make sure that people honor your presence and your time and for you to recognize who deserves your presence and your time. Because like Thich Nhat Hanh says, your presence is the greatest gift you can give. So give it to those who have earned it. Give that gift. You are God's gift to the world. So it's time to start acting That's like right. a you young lady. You know what my mom says? Or young you man. know what Mother Barbara says? Or young them. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Whenever I'm not acting right... My mom. <laughs> Listen to me right now, fadies and gentle femmes. Okay? 
Act like it. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Act like it or no supper. Just kidding. God feeds the birds and you. You get spaghetti. What do you want to eat? <laughs> My mom, I love this about her. She, she, um, whenever I'm not acting right, she'll be like, Ezra, you are royalty. You are part of God's family. And she's, she's like, you better start acting like it and fix your crown. That's what she'll tell me. <laughs> I love that. So, oh, uh, fix your crown. Yeah. That is so cute. Yeah. I want a tattoo of that. <laughs> so, fix your crown, honey. If you're listening to this, you are part of. You are royalty. Oh, I love that. So, when someone wants you to work for free, just that crown. Remind them that you're wearing a crown. So, it's time to say no. I'm more valuable than that. Oh, look, unless you're getting some sort of value out of it in some other sort of way, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You need to stick up for yourself. Your time your time does yes. have value. So saying no is a really great way to assert your value. Sometimes it's nice to be the one that was more expensive. You know, you don't have to degrade yourself for someone else's expectations. That's right. Another way you can value yourself as much as God values you, values you is to ask for forgiveness instead of permission. Honey, <laughs> I've had to do that sometimes that's a big comedy yeah. rule that's a big comedy rule honestly like if if me, instead of me saying excuse me mr director is it okay if i say this joke it never comes out mm-hmm. funny but if you just say the joke like and then they go hey you're not supposed to say that be like sorry i couldn't help myself and then you do the next one right you're mm-hmm. fine but if you ask hey can i do this they'll be like no don't just don't change anything like you, you just have to you know you just yep. go for it yep 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 and you know sometimes we're too scared to do that that type of thing and act on our own um, we're scared yeah. of what someone else might think or what they might say. We self-censor, worried that our words or actions might not be to someone else's liking. But that's letting someone else have control over your life and your actions. Sometimes you just got to act. If it's truly a problem for someone else, you can always say that you're sorry or ask for forgiveness. But not doing anything is often worse than doing the wrong thing. Yeah, this is true in advocacy. There are many ways we can mess up being an ally to others, but we have to be open to correction. Mm. And I can tell you that the queers need allies who are standing up for us, not waiting for us to tell them what to do. Oh, absolutely. This one's important. And uh, I reference this, uh, asking for a rate that makes you feel valued. Businesses are trying to save money. They don't value you the way that God does. They don't value you the way that your chosen family does. They don't value you as much as your Yash Jesus family does. Yeah. So go for that highest number that you can think of. What are they going to say? No. Okay. Then just negotiate. (laughs) But it's time to start asking to be paid. You own 51% of this company. <laughs> I have a great uh, World of Wonder memory. So um, Randy Barbado and Fenton Bailey, who are uh, the two original founders of uh, World of Wonder, uh, they ended up, dis- like, they're one of the people who helped discover RuPaul. They found, Ru- they knew RuPaul since RuPaul's 19. And, They've been um, filming him since then, they too, ended right? up Aren't they often the ones with right, those, like, filming old, him since then. old videos? They're the ones recording it? Absolutely, yeah. A lot of that stuff was from them and their crew of people that they hung out with. Uh, but they uh, were being honored for something, and I because they've won so many accolades and awards. Uh, but I was at one of their 
uh, Q&A sessions. And they were telling this amazing story about how RuPaul was up to be the face of the Mac campaign. Now, we all know that that was a groundbreaking mm-hmm. makeup campaign. It was the very first time um, a drag entertainer, or I think even anyone of another gender had like been like the face of uh, of the Mac campaign. Um, and it was a big deal. Well, that was a huge deal. Well, they went in with a number, like they were telling, and this is about knowing your worth. And, uh, they went in with a number that they thought was like, Ooh, if we get this number, this is going to be like the best number. Mm -hmm. And it was a really big number. And Rue was nervous about the number. They were nervous about the number. And they talked about it the whole flight till they got there. And they went to the headquarters at Mac and Mac rolled out the red carpet they were like, Rue, welcome. Here's this and check out this. And this is the whole facility and you will have all of this and you can have this. And they were so accommodating and loved Rue so much that they were like, they're going to say yes to this number. So they said, so what would it take for you to be the face of Mac? And Fenton just doubled the number. I love that. I love it. He doubled the the big number. On the spot. So they were talking about this one anyone. number the whole way there. And then in the moment, he's the like, whole way there. double. <laughs> and thinking that it was too much, he didn't say what the number was, which <laughs> kills me. But I like to imagine that the number was maybe a million or at least close to it. Because we know that the Mac contract was over that, essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like a, a famous number that's out there. Now, but not how much. However, it was just like. Oh my God, can you imagine going in there and saying, okay, it's going to be like, hypothetically, I'm making it up, but it's going to be like 780,000 mm-hmm, is mm-hmm, like our mm-hmm. limit, like, or how much you could push it and why and what reason. And then going in there and just saying, boom, double. Mm-hmm. Well, they immediately were like, yes. And there was like no negotiation needed. They said yes to double on the spot. That's for more. And I think that that's like an amazing <laughs> lesson in just like knowing sure, your yeah. thing. And yeah. I have to say that since then, um, I've decided to like triple or double things, you know, just to try it. And it's been yeah. lovely. You yeah, know, that's right. You deserve it. Um, I just think that, yeah, there is times to know when to take a cut back mm-hmm. too, though. There is times when you know if the mission's right or if it's correct for your brand or if things are happening, you know, that you can like align yourself with. Uh, certain things that it's okay to also but there's nothing wrong with standing up for yourself this one is also related sometimes you just need to leave a toxic work environment so your pay has to be really good to put up with the toxic work environment but most of the time the pay isn't enough so what do you do yeah i mean i've been in situations before like that for sure um it's difficult for me because I've always been like, oh, I want to be an actor and nothing else has really been good enough. So it's like when I've done other things, I've tried to do my best at doing them, but I've never had a hunt like the, the kind of hundred percent that I have in and being a performer. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 the only, I can't really think of a toxic work environment off the top of my head that I've been in. So I really don't have anything to relate to. I've always been in healthy environments. I, think, I mean, there's <laughs> other examples that other people have had where, you know, people have been harassed at yeah. work. I mean, I had one girl that just didn't like me. She just really had it out for me at the shoe store that I used to work at when I was a teenager. And man, she just didn't like me. She was like complaining all the time about me and like just trying to get me in trouble for stuff. If some people just don't like other people for whatever reason, I felt like I dealt with a lot of um, homophobia, not un, not even knowing. Like people were like reading me as gay before I even knew what I was, and were giving me hate because mm. of that. Um, and me being like, why didn't anybody like, and me not understanding why it was, you know, because I was a pretty nice guy. I don't know why I got a lot of that sometimes, and 
in the South, especially. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're in toxic work environment, I hope the pay is good for you, honey. But if it's not, make an exit plan. You know, your presence is a gift and your skills are a gift. So take them somewhere else where you can thrive in every area. You know, I'm always surprised that people don't have like like more stronger exit plans. Like, I understand that we live in a time where like, you know, money's different and cost of living is higher. And, you know, we're in that avocado toast, <laughs> like generation of not no house, but plenty of <laughs> <Right>. avocado toast <laughs> kind of generation. Um, but like, you know, if you set yourself up for about, if you figure out what your budget is for a month, and you set yourself up for what it would cost to live for six months. Your whole job in your early 20s should be saving up that six months. Because then, God forbid, if anything happens to you, you're, you have like a little bit of a cushion to do something. Once you have that six months, you never touch it. You don't, t- you don't take anything from it. And then you live the rest of your life trying to live your life then. And most of your other friends are still struggling. But you know you have that six months there. And it's hard not to dip into it, but if things come up where you have to, then the next mission should be to fill it back up before you go and live your life again. And when you're gonna when you're gonna quit a job, line another one up. Like I would always try, especially if you're gigging. I mean, I don't really know what it's like for corporate level stuff where it's harder to get those kind of appointments. Honey, it's hard to like let that. go of that health my, insurance, especially. Uh, I know my life experience is all like gigging kind of stuff, like bars and restaurants, and I worked as a mover, um, bouncer you know, um, that kind of stuff, security. Mm -hmm. And those are like job by job things, but I would try to set another club up if I was going to leave this Mm -hmm. club, Mm -hmm. like this way, it was like, I at least had something to jump to, even if it was a little far Mm -hmm. away. Don't, you know, you don't have to make drastic leaps if you're not ready. Um, it's just hard to sacrifice. And sometimes sacrifice is doing something that other people won't do. So later on, you could do something people can't do. So it's like, if you, if people who can't switch jobs, haven't sacrificed. So maybe like, you know, save a little, save what you can. If you need to get out of there, make yourself a little cushion. Maybe you have a family member or a friend that could help you ride that little wave, but the work environment's hard out there. Try to set yourself up with an exit plan. Remember your work isn't your life. Your work is what you do so you can live the rest of your life. Never let your whole identity be wrapped up in work, especially not with coworkers or who are real Karens and Kyles. <laughs> and finally, there is something else you need to recognize, and that's how much value you bring to others' lives. We aren't always good at saying it, but you make our world better, brighter, and more colorful. You add value to any group and you make the lives of others better. That's right. Sometimes we think that we are burden on others, um, that our presence is work, and we need to shift our perspective to think of ourselves as an addition to people's lives. I I know that that's something that when friends, you know, when they, when they give you that affirmation, it can feel really good. And and I, I know I've received that affirmation in the past, and it and it just really reminds you of like, oh shit, you know, I really do like, <laughs> I don't. I don't recognize the value that I bring and, and maybe even, you know, maybe this is something that I need to do for myself, write down, you know, what those values are, you know, like this is what I do. This is, and so that way and post it somewhere where you can see it. So that way you have that self-affirmation and remind yourself, I'm a badass bitch. Well, everybody out there, you know, and as you included, we all like, you bring a unique perspective. 
you bring your life experience. What every day to day, what you've done is different than what we've done day to day. Those those people, those conversations, mm-hmm. those books you've read, those documentaries you watched, the the art you saw, the the people who you've lives you've touched. You bring your personality, and have we stressed this enough? You have value. Mm-hmm. Every one of you, you have worth. You are needed. You are necessary. And when you know you are enough, act like it. You stand up straight, straighten your crown. You act like it, young person. It just happens automatically. It's just like all of a sudden when people start treating you like you're enough because you don't take their ish no more. And you're like, I'm enough. And then they go, oh, wait, we have to take care of of them. They're enough. Then all of a sudden you start acting like you're Mm -hmm. enough. That doesn't mean that you get all cocky. You're just as much as value to the world so as everyone else that you meet everyone has this value yes. so treat each other with honor and respect like they are god's gift to the world because you are god's gift to the world as well and when we are all loving and honoring and valuing each other we actually make the world a better place damn right and you make the world a better place we love having you here listen your tide love offering charity act of good this week we ask for you too well darlings often our acts of good are for other people and organizations but this act of good is for you because why you're sickening you're worth it you're good you (laughs) we want you to do something (laughs) bold for yourself This is not just an eat your favorite meal sort of treat yourself. This is... But you could do that too. We could do that too. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, it's at the end of the year. Companies are starting new fiscal years. Ask for that raise. (laughs) That sort of action. That's what we're asking for because you deserve it. What's the thing that you can do that demonstrates your value in the world? It's time to do it. Step up to the plate, honey. Get on that hustle or that side hustle. We believe in you. Now, you may have many followers, speaking of the hustle, but if your (laughs) followers are not actively engaging with each other, learning from each other like we're doing today and vibing regularly like I'm trying to do with you right now, (laughs) you don't have a community then. So please reach out to us. We just want to know who you are. We want to feel your presence and your essence. Yeah, I love getting DMs. Um, And now... Let's yeah, get some Let's DMs our way. Hit us up at What's Up Danny and Religious Trade or at Yash Jesus Pod on Instagram. Um, let's bow our heads and just thank you, Father God, for this opportunity for us to be together again, coast to coast and around the world. Um, we got some of our stats back from Spotify, which are absolutely amazing. We are in the top 5% of all shared podcasts um, in the world, and we are so grateful for that. We're so grateful your message is getting out there to these beautiful people with value. God, we know we are fearfully and wonderfully made, but sometimes we don't act like the precious creation that we are. You are the ultimate artist. You are the ultimate, 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 ultimate artist. And help us remember our value because we are fearfully and wonderfully made by you in this world. Give us the courage to ask what we need, to be specific, to ask what we feel like we deserve to feel happy, whether that is a raise or more intimacy in a relationship or getting out of any toxic situation. Help us stand up for ourselves. Let the Holy Spirit fill in the words that we don't have. And let it help us to understand. Help us to share our stories because, God, we give thanks for those who do. Like, we give thanks for Reverend Dan. Reverend Dan knows his value and how to defend himself against attacks from strangers on the internet. 
Give us the same wit and sass. <laughs> and ass. Give us that armor. Give us that 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 word, that sharp tongue to battle with, that we can show the world how fabulous we are as your queer-loving Christians. Even in the midst of strangers scrutinizing our lives, wanting to know about what goes on in our bedroom, wants to know what's going on underneath our underwear, wants to know what's going on in the bathrooms, when we're just trying to be and trying to live, and we have lives of value. That's right. We also pray that Kylo and their boyfriend will be safe. We don't know the full situation, but we know that someone is not valuing them and they need your protection. So, just like the lilies of the fields, we ask that you watch over them and take care of them. Finally, God, we give thanks with Dee, who found a deeply personal message in our episode about fishing for men and dating. Let Dee find the right person for their life and for the moment, even if it is our little clownfish, Danny. And let Dee always know that he is valuable just as himself with no need for another man to complete him. We thank you for this time together and for this word in your name. Amen. Amen. Oh, Azzy, amen for you. And I'm so in love with this podcast and Meredith and Ross and and you, Azzy. I'm just so grateful. And I'm so grateful for all of our listeners. I know your value. I know all of your values. Yes, Chris as well. I know all of your values. And I just want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Yash Jesus. Uh, if you value us, you can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. Now, if you like the show, if you think the show has some value, you can make a donation through the Buy Us a Coffee button where we'll buy valuable things. Okay, right here on our webpage. It's very easy. Also, consider becoming a monthly sponsor. We would value that a lot. Okay, so you can find the link to do so in the show notes. And if you haven't yet, Leave us a review. Tell us how valuable we are in your lives or share us with a very valuable friend so we can let them know that they have value. Doing us helps us raise the value Truly. of the show and keep the show That's running. right. Leave us a review, honey. <laughs> you can now leave an audio prayer request or praise report on our website. It's yasjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line or send us a recording on yasjesuspod.com. Send us your praise reports, your prayer requests, your episode ideas, your guest ideas, or even just a say value again. <laughs> or I love birds. We'd love to hear from you. Yash Jesus is hosted by me, the flighty Daniel Francesi, and my bestie. And the invaluable Azariah Southworth. Birds of a feather. <laughs> Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray and Meredith Polly. We are streaming and screaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And God loves you just as you are, you valuable, precious thing, you. And more than a feathered email walking around <laughs> New York City. So keep praising the Lord, y'all. <laughs>